And we're back. Finally, it's been a while since we've done one of these. I say we uh, because for the first time in a while, I have Kelsey here. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Hi friend. It's so good to be here. <laughs> Not on your porch. Not on the porch. Because of wildfires. Well, yeah. So uh, it is 728 on Tuesday evening. Um, I should be playing softball right now, and we should be doing this on the porch at a later bit, a later time tonight. But because of Canadian wildfires, we are not playing softball, and we are inside. Damn Canadians. Blame, blame Canada, as Trey Parker and Matt Stone would say. Uh, there's a whole musical number that goes <laughs> yeah, with I it, know. if I'm not mistaken. There is. It's there is. I, I might, in fact, use that as the, uh, the oh, intro track it's for, wonderful. for this podcast. It's all coming together. <laughs> Uh, I know it's been a while since um, since I've done a podcast, since we've done a podcast. Um, well, summertime. When was the last time that you did one? Kentucky Derby, actually. <gasps> wow. With Joe. Yeah. I, I now have to admit that I have not listened since I stopped <laughs> recording. <laughs> Sorry okay. about it. It's all right. Um, the Kentucky Derby one was good, though. He, um, We went through quite a bit of the field. That race was, I was so close. That race, I I I'm had sorry. the top seven, I think seven or eight finishers I used in some fashion. Yeah, but not the one. Not so did the, the one. number one finisher really killed you? Yes. Okay. Because I had yes. nothing with Mage on top. Yes. Yeah. I think um, that I have to throw Kevin under the bus a little bit Uh-oh. here. Not that he listens to this podcast. No, he does not. So he would not. <laughs> he would not know. But the point is, he listened to the podcast. Yes, he loved it. And listened to your um, your episode with Joe. Yeah. And looked over at me and said, "God, Brady is really good at this." <laughs> and I was like, "That's an uh, an unflattering level of surprise in your voice, Kevin." <laughs> because yeah, Brady's awesome. At this. <laughs> it was only my original career. That's path. what I said. I was like, um, "You don't want to be saying that out loud," and yet here I am saying it on the podcast. No, so. he he texted he texted me that he listened and he was very impressed. Um, yeah, he yeah. he texted me some very nice things. So he thought the quality of your questions in particular was really high, and I was like, oh, "Look at that." We we nerded out on that on that podcast, and and. Joe had told me, like, uh, you know how Derby Week is for him. Correct, yeah. Lots so he of told long, me, long days. Yeah, he told me, like, 30 minutes, let's get in, get out. Uh, but after the fact, he was like, you know, we did, like, 35 minutes, and I could have gone for another 30 minutes. Because, like, once you get going, yeah. talking about a subject that you're passionate about, like, you can just go for a while. Okay. I'm going to totally derail us. We're going to go down the <laughs> tangent train. We're about three and a half minutes in. We're hitting our first Flock tangent. Clock it. it. <laughs> I was recently talking to somebody about um, this new study that came out, which I have not read. Okay. But the article is essentially about the spectrum of two personality types. Okay. One of them being the ideal, no, idea person. The other being the completion personality. Ah. And the idea at, at their extremes. Is this like a yin and yang thing? Well, I don't know if it works out so well, but the idea being that most people fall somewhere in the middle, but maybe lean toward one of the personality types, but okay. at their extreme, the idea person um, gets lit up by an idea okay. and just follows it and 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 is absorbed by it in this way that Joe was kind of explaining, right? I could yeah. go on for hours and hours. Literally, some people could, and they would lose track of time. But then when the idea is no longer fun, they're just done. Which is why in my home growing up, we had a lot of unfinished projects around the house. Uh-huh. Because 
God bless Rich Barch. He's an idea person. <laughs> and when that idea no longer fuels the fire, then uh-huh. there's nothing. Yeah. Left. And then the completer sort of personality is somebody who actually and truly finds joy in completing a project. That's Ken Stiff. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why there are a lot more completed projects around yeah, the Stiff household right. than the Barch household. But there's also a lot of projects in progress. But yes. they, get, they do eventually get finished. Yeah. Um, I consider myself often the like 80-20, where like I get things to 80% completion before they, you know, stop typically like lighting my fire. And then the 20% is a real struggle. Yeah. Um, which, you know, sometimes I don't. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to. But well, anyway. Life gets in the way. You have two small children and a husband and a full-time Three job. Three small and, children. Yeah. <laughs> Just the three small children, (laughs) (laughs) full-time job, part-time podcast. Part-time podcast, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I was supposed to be playing softball. We were supposed to be outside, but um, this Canadian wildfire thing, I mean, we've got the Cubs game on in the background. You know, we were canceled. Other park districts were canceling things, and um, I'm honestly kind of surprised the Cubs are playing tonight because it looks pretty smoky down there, and and you were saying... Like, from where you are in Palatine to here in Des Plaines, we're sort of making our way towards Wrigley Field. Correct. And you said it's worse here than it was in Palatine. Yes. And it's interesting. I think Kevin said in Deerfield it was not that bad. Huh. It's closer to the lake but further north. Very odd. When we were yeah. – uh, two weeks ago, we did family vacation in Door County. Yeah. I was unsurprised to see some haze yeah. there. Due to kind of proximity, right? You're so much farther north, right. et cetera. I'm kind of surprised to see it down this far. I shouldn't be because um, I do live under a rock now. <laughs> so I didn't necessarily realize many things, but um, I shouldn't be too surprised. It's been coming so far into the States for a long time now, but um, it's been interesting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> did you see pictures of New York City when it was really, really well, bad there the one, I one did or two days? Yeah. After, well after okay. most people because <laughs> yeah. I was like, are there what there are what there are wildfires in Canada? Is that what this is about? What <laughs> right. what's how long have these been going on? And then of course I go down the Google rabbit hole to yeah. try to catch up. I did yeah. a, the, a similar thing with the Titan submersible. Oh yeah. Um, oh, when I yeah. first heard about that, you know, yesterday. I was like, oh, this happened, and it was... Just heard about that yesterday? I live under a rock now. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to join me down there? Some days I would, yes. (laughs) (laughs) My sister and I, though, since I have now learned all about the Titan, um, have started to uh, refer to the, um, we'll say, stress of motherhood as I'm having a Titan moment. Ah, I am about to uh, catastrophically implode. (laughs) Due to all the pressure surrounding me, right, yeah. what can I do about this? So it's actually given us um, all, it, probably too playful of a little inside joke, considering people perished in it, but certainly we've been able to make that a bit of a pop saying between the two of us. <laughs> well, what, what happened with that is what I envision at some point happening with one of Jeff Bezos's rockets. Mm-hmm. You know, like just taking... Really... Lots of money. Lots of money. People who, right. Life. Who can pay to go and spend 10 minutes in space and then come back down. Correct. Um, that's going to happen at some point, I feel like, because rockets are very imperfect. And mm-hmm. um, they, as we've seen in history, you know, can blow up yeah. whenever. 
Yeah, it's an interesting concept generally. It's obviously garnered a lot of media attention that I've now started to pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Um, I think the idea of exploration for exploration's sake is an interesting one. And we don't really have explorers anymore. Much of the world is known. Mm -hmm. um, there's not that feeling of Magellan and that the, kind of the thing. The deep ocean, though, is, is something that is very much the Wild West, so to speak. I think that's absolutely true. And I know um, James Cameron has come up for lots of interviews yeah. since the Titan incident. Yeah. And... Uh, he several years ago made a, a voyage to the deepest part of the the deepest known part right. of the ocean. Right, the trench, the Mariana Trench, Mariano sure. Trench, some challenge trench. deep or the something challenger like deep, that. yeah, That's, something like that. There yeah. you go. Um, so it's not as though it doesn't exist. People do this, right? Um, and it's an interesting thing. I think sometimes I wonder. Um, were were explorers always just looking to see what was out there? I think mm -hmm. yes. I think there were probably more political and other motivations maybe existing previously than might now. Mm -hmm. um, a need for something. You know, we need more land. We need more resources. We need more of something. Yeah. Could have been a much bigger uh, motivation then than it is now. But still, I think a lot of our good old explorers were probably just, hey, let's see what happens here. What's going to do? <laughs> what if right. I go there? Right. <laughs> you know, like, well, Curious, Just that personality. <laughs> curious minds and also thrill seekers. Correct. Yeah. Um, there are people who jump out of planes for fun. Mm -hmm. uh, not that I wouldn't go skydiving given the opportunity and obviously, you know, tandem with an instructor and everything because I'm not doing that by myself. But <laughs> <laughs> It's mostly been safe. Right. It's been made safe. Uh, right. But there's always, there's always a chance, you yeah. know, that uh, shoot one doesn't open and shoot two doesn't open and then... Splat. Curse Splat is yeah. exactly right. Yeah. That's in one of the kids' books that we've been reading a lot lately. <laughs> As a sound Curse effect. Splat, yes. Onomatopoeia, I think, is it's the great. word. It's really great. <laughs> it's Ben and Adam's favorite. Yeah. Curse Splat. Is this the is this the final summer vacation before like real school for you guys? Uh Ben starts kindergarten uh -huh. in September. That and late. Because schools have been starting like mid-August now, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. He's probably August. Okay. Um, when he was doing, and, and Adam, doing preschool that September. Ah, okay. Um, and so I don't actually know. I think there's been a change in the high school scheduling quite a bit mm -hmm. since mm -hmm. we left. Yeah. To put finals before Christmas. Right, yeah. I'm sorry, before the holiday break. <laughs> um, so that you don't have to come back and do a week of school and then the three days of final after right. two weeks. I think there's been some of that. So kids seem to be getting out a lot earlier. Yeah. Like graduations in May. Yeah. We never did that. Nope. Always June. Yeah. Um, and so I think they're starting then earlier. Um, so yeah, in August, Ben will start kindergarten, but it's part day. I was going to say, it's yeah, we, I was always day. afternoon, I think, if I remember correctly. We're on a wait list. Oh. We'll find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have to drop a birth certificate. It would be easier to buy a gun than it was oh to sign God. my kid up What for does that say about our country? I'm just saying it would be because <laughs> I had to like send in a bazillion documents, including his birth certificate, oh which I have God. to walk over there and give them For a... public school. Correct. Yeah. Wow. I, I think there's a lot of I think over the years, many people have abused systems and gotten into schools that 
they don't live in that district. I, I do. I mean, I think that that's kind of it's a reactionary system trying to make sure that people don't cheat the system. Yeah. So in some ways, I get it. It was really difficult, though. I'm not going to lie. And I have to do it every year. So yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, had to get them things like eye exams for public school. That I remember doing. Like, I don't know if you've had to get them like a physical or uh, Yeah, all their immunizations need yeah. to be, uh, yeah. I think it's interesting. I feel like we did our eye exams at school. I do remember doing that at school, yes. yes. And hearing exams that at too. school. Yep. Um, now raise your I, left hand, yeah, raise exactly, your right hand. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now I have to get them eye exams before school. Okay. They have to have them, and they have to be done Is that just maybe, of, like, a service that they don't pay for anymore? I guess, I guess maybe. Yeah. yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, some of those health things, I was like, oh, God, this kid's got to see a dentist. <laughs> um, Speaking of eye exam, I went to the DMV to renew my license right before my birthday. Did you have to take the eye exam, and <laughs> yeah. did you fail? I did not fail. Okay. <laughs> I did not fail. However, um, the fourth row down was starting to get pretty small. I've never had glasses, contacts, anything like that. Um, so I very confidently read through the last row. And he's mm-hmm. like, try that row again. I was like, <gasps> shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, Get pregnant. Then your <laughs> eyesight will just go to shit. Cause... That I cannot do. <laughs> I promise you that. Um, That's when mine failed, in case you're curious. <laughs> I went back after having a baby, and I was like, oh, shit. I can't see anything. I better get some glasses. Is that a thing? Like, really? Uh, yeah. Dude. Pregnancy does weird shit to you. Clearly. Real weird shit. And some of it is irreversible. Wow. Um, I was actually told that um, women after pregnancy tend to have more dental issues huh. because the calcium uh-huh. um, basically gets passed on, know, right? Sucked out of them during, yeah. <laughs> during pregnancy. For lack of a better expression, sure. It's, those prenatal <laughs> vitamins are no joke, man. <laughs> you gotta get that shit back in there. <laughs> I don't know how factual that is, except it came from the woman who works the front desk at my dentist's office. So I'm feeling it's fairly factual. She's, I haven't. She's being her. a salesperson because that just means you have to go back. I haven't checked her yet, but she told me her first cavities all came after she was um, pregnant because the kids stole her calcium. Maybe she's just in denial. Huh. It's hard to say. Interesting. But I got my first cavity ever. Yeah. Last week I had it filled. Wow. It's weird. My tongue is like, hmm, what's that? You know, still doing <laughs> right. things in your mouth are weird, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, you, you kind of know when something's off. Like if you have a piece of food, <sighs> um, like fennel seed, like you ever, Ooh. like, and it gets stuck. And I in love a, molar. a good fennel right. seed, but yeah. But if it gets stuck in a molar, you know, like when you close your mouth, hmm, that doesn't, it's not mm-hmm. connecting right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to dig at it with like a toothpick or something and get it out of there. Fennel but, seeds always say, um, Italian sausage to yes. me, right? That's yeah. like, yeah. And then we found this Greek chicken recipe Ooh, that has yep. fennel seeds in it, and I'm like, this is weird because <laughs> the only thing I've ever associated this taste with in my whole life is Italian is sausage. Italian sausage. <laughs> now here I am with this chicken, and my mind is like, right? Yeah, I don't know what to do uh, with it. Popcorn kernels, it happens Ooh, with. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like real stick. Like if you get caramel corn. Oh, stick. Uh, so I don't believe in caramel. It's gross. Oh, my God. Um, so you I don't know. do Garrett's? Correct. Wow. Correct. I love cheddar popcorn. Okay. So Garrett's does actually make... Like an ol- a cheddar only? Yeah, exactly. Rather than I mean, the they're Chicago most well-known for their blend, yeah. Right, but right. No, I don't do caramel corn. Huh. I don't do caramel. I think it okay. sucks. It's weird. I'm, I'm hit or miss uh, on caramel. Um, 
every time I eat it, though, I'm like, oh, this is good. I should do this more often. Whether it's like caramel and chocolate, mm-hmm. but chocolate and mint is the combo that I yes. do not like. Oh, Hate it. we can't be friends. <laughs> it's too late for that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> At your wedding, I'm going to be like, this guy doesn't like chocolate and mint. What the fuck is wrong with him? Yeah. Drop the mic and walk away. That right. is my that is my maid of honor speech. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah. Also, this is we're just gonna tangent the fuck out of this sure. just so you're aware. <laughs> um, downstairs, Anne was showing me the beautiful basement. Yeah. You guys have done great work down there. Thank you. And I can't was, take much credit for it, but she was pointing out, you know, her dad and, yeah. and all the work he has done, and he's so talented. And um the inside joke there is that I always just called him Mr. Voss. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought his name was Gary. It's not. It's Dennis. He does have a brother. Correct. <laughs> he has a brother, Gary, but his name is Dennis. Right. And I could not compute that for a long time. <laughs> and for a long time, I called him Gary, but now I know it's Dennis, but I jokingly call him Gary. And I've decided that um, at your wedding, if I were to thank everyone for having us there, yeah. it would include you know Ken and Karen and... Joyce and Gary. I mean, done it. It's going to be awful. It's going to be absolutely awful. I'm warning you now. And Gary would be like, what the hell is she talking about? I better about? just not thank anybody. So if you happen to be at Ann and Brady's wedding. Thanks to the Stiffs and the Vosses. There. That's well done. Yeah, see, this is why you get paid the big bucks. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. why. Sorry, knock the mic. That's okay. Tell everybody oh, about the mic. yeah. Okay, so last summer, we did several of these porch podcasts like we were intending to tonight. Porch pods. Porch pods. There you go. Um, and, you know, be, me being the old radio, former radio guy that I am, I have microphones and things and cords you and so whatnot. You're so fancy. But I, I ended up buying a microphone last summer for you. Oh, yeah. I remember um, that. That broke after the first podcast that we did. Did it really? It stopped working. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is not the microphone that I had bought from you or mm. for you. Um, so I knew that we were going to do this, you know, a couple times this summer and I was like, shit, I need to get a microphone that works because I have one that works, but I have to turn settings up on the, um, the, uh, the board here and it's just not conducive. So anyways, um, I was looking for a microphone. I said, let me check eBay. Let me check Craigslist. Okay. So I checked. Cause instead of a brand new one, that's going to break after one use. Right. Let's try and all one that's used. I, all I need is maybe... a basic microphone, nothing yeah. fancy. Um, so I looked on Craigslist and I saw a basic Radio Shack XLR microphone for 30 bucks. I was like, great. I'm all about it. And the lister selling guy, whatever, said he was in displays. I was like, perfect. It's local. Um, so I, I emailed him and said, hey, is this still available? Because it was posted like 12 days ago, which is a long time, I think, in online sales. <laughs> um, so he emails me back and says, yes, you can pick it up this afternoon. I was like, well, I can't get it till Friday. Uh, and then I started bargaining because yes. that's what you do on Craigslist. I was like, yeah. can you do it for, for 20, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted 30. I said 20. I think that's reasonable. Sure. Um, I went back to look at the posting and now it says 40. Oh. So I thought, wait a minute. I thought that said 30. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm gonna so this guy's check. shady. Yes. So I, I went to check eBay. I was like, look, I've got this microphone here that I can get for $15. dollars mm-hmm. Um, if you can, but it's, you know, it has to ship from wherever it is. So I'm willing to pay a little bit extra to go literally down the street and pick it up. Yes. Um, so he said, best I can do on it is 50. I'm like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> I originally saw it at 30. No. Then I saw it at 40. Now you're going to tell me you want 50 for it? Fuck you, dude. 
Um, Good for you. So I bought the microphone off of eBay. It was supposed to be here today. It did not get here today. It's going to get here tomorrow. So that means we have to do another one of these to make it worth it. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. Otherwise, uh, no ROI. And we right. Cannot have exactly. That. So yes. the microphone you're using actually is uh, a microphone I bought for uh, like doing locker room interviews when I was oh, still in radio. That's why it has this fun little thing that so, our, and, our listeners and then, can't see. So that's called a mic flag. Oh. Um, and it is, I, I didn't steal it. I was um, sort of gifted <laughs> it because uh, it is from the game 87.7 FM, which is Damn the right. sh very short-lived um, yes. WGN all sports sister station that I worked for for nine months before it unceremoniously went off the air. So 87.7 was also Q87.7 briefly. Right. Was that before or after the game? I can't remember now. I want to say it was before, but I could be wrong. 2013, I think was... Although I remember it being Q87.7, and 2013, I was in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. so... Maybe it was But it, you're right. At some point, it was Q87.7. I, I know that because I have a CD. Yeah. A mix CD. <laughs> Q87.7. Yeah. And it was like, they were playing great but it was, I mean, music it's Q101 for a while. type music, right? Correct. Yeah. But it was even... Honestly, I thought they had stepped it up a little bit. Okay. Because Q101... Which is probably my favorite station. It's if a great I'm station, right? If yeah. I'm listening to to music, um, had gotten into a rut of old alternative. Okay. Um, they've gotten into the grunge rut, and they weren't really, I didn't think, able to get out of it. Okay. Um, and so when eighty seven seven popped up, Q eighty seven seven, it felt fresher. Yeah. Um, they were playing music that I had not heard. Oh, okay. And was like new alternative yeah and was a new genre so to speak or was it was feeling a lot fresher than i thought at the time and i could be talking out of my ass <laughs> but it, it felt good to me yeah and then they were short-lived and they were gone yeah. and then um q101 came back but not as q101 some sort of uh and and well, even it was, now it they're was not all, it was all news for a while yeah they did like an all news format on FM, which was groundbreaking at the time. Yeah, yeah. Now that's they true. Uh, they simulcast um, seven eighty, which is the all news AM ah, station. Okay. I think they I think it's one hundred five point nine. They simulcast that uh, on FM. Okay. Um, here's the problem with eighty seven point seven in Chicago. Mm, it's real low. It's real low on the uh, on the low, frequency. Low, low. Um, not every car can get it. Interesting. Which is partly why the station failed. Yeah, sure. Um, and the other well, there's lots of reasons, but. Um, yeah, some, some car radios don't even go that low. <laughs> so, um, how low can you go? <laughs> right. <laughs> Gives my, new meaning. <laughs> my car did, uh, cause mine's a 2014. Uh, my, my car was able to get 87.7. Interesting. Um, so when I wasn't at work and I could listen to the station, but I mean. The Mazda as an 08 was able to get 87.7. Okay. okay. But that just might be one of her perks. Well, in, in, in 2014, your 08 would have only been six years old. That's true. So. You know. It's a long time ago now. <laughs> right. My poor old girl, she is She's feeling her kicking. age. <laughs> she, you know, she kicks slower than she used to, but she's kicking. <laughs> Does that mean a new car in the future? Oh, Near future? my mother-in-law. So here's what happened. Last year, my children thought it was fun to put quarters into the CD player. Oh, no. I think I, I, think I may have told you Probably. this. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they were like, oh, this is fun. And they put the quarters in, and what it did was it short-circuited the electrical system. Oh, yeah. And electrical systems in cars are really finicky. Right. And they cost a lot of money to repair. Uh-huh. And so the fact that my headlights can still turn on 
and the actual necessary electrical components uh-huh. of the car work. Like I your have, switches haven't been turned around so that your wiper control doesn't turn on the headlights and correct. vice versa. Correct. <laughs> Here are things I can't do in my car. Oh, no. I cannot use my fob to lock and unlock. Oh. I cannot use the lock button anywhere except the passenger side to lock and unlock. <laughs> oh, my God. I can roll down windows, which is okay. huge. Yeah. I can roll windows up and down. That's a big deal. Um, when I open the door, no lights go on, interior uh, lights. Okay. When I turn off the car... Yeah. And I leave the keys in. No dinging happens if I open ah, the door. Mm-hmm. These are the kinds of electrical things. And also the fuel gauge doesn't really work. Oh, so that's not good. What does work is the odometer. Okay. So I'm able to see like, oh, okay, I, I'm at but 300 still, miles. But still, like, you shouldn't have to, to like, do that. Whatever. <laughs> She's an old car. She's paid off. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, she that's... gets me from my very close A and B points to each other. Generally speaking, I'm fairly happy with yeah. her, even though it's a yeah. pain in the ass. And I have, um, oh, and the, the radio no longer. That that was the big one, right? The, oh. I know. So what did I do? I bought a little Bluetooth speaker. Uh-huh. And um, it sits in my passenger seat, uh-huh. and it's okay. a good, gotta do a good passenger gotta do. ride. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I play songs through there sometimes. And, well, and I was going to ask, with it being an 08, it probably doesn't have Bluetooth? It did not. Okay. Um, and I was able to circumvent that uh-huh. with a, with an Alexa for the car. Oh. Um, which no longer is necessary because I don't have speakers. They don't work. <laughs> so it's like, never mind. Well, and now with your Bluetooth, can you do your speaker? Can you do hands-free calling then too? I certainly to, could. Yeah. And I can also use my AirPods for calling in mm. particular because they're, they're very good for that. So yeah, I'm not like missing a ton. Um, but shit, where was I going with this? Oh, here's what I did. Yeah. I left my lights on. My lights are manual. They're not running lights. It's an 08. It's a cheap model 08. So my lights are manual. So I had them on one day and it was not nighttime. It was daytime, but I like how it brightens up all my controls on the inside. Sure. So I often will turn them on. I did not turn them off, but I turned off my car and all the lights on the inside went dark. Because that's okay. what happens now. Yeah. And then I opened my car door and no ding, 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 because my electrical system is shot. Yep. And so the lights were on all night. Oh, boy. And so I went to start the car the next day. Battery. And the battery dead. was dead. Yikes. And I called my mother-in-law and it had been a bad couple of weeks because the kids had been on and off sick. Oh, and yeah. And I'd yeah. been having to call out of work and I'd been having to be like, okay, in-laws, you can't take them. They're too sick. Or it was just, it was kind of a nightmare. And um, I called my mother-in-law, and it was like almost eight o'clock anyway. And I had just got my kid. No, eight a.m. Oh, a.m. Okay. To to take my kids to the yeah. in-laws uh. for childcare, so I could do my job. Yeah. And it was close to eight, which is when I'm supposed to start. So leaving the house close to eight usually not a good sign anyway. No. That's the kind of morning I'd been having. <laughs> and I got in the car, and the damn thing wouldn't start. Oh, and no. I was like, "Fuck it, <laughs> I'm calling out of work." And I called my mother-in-law and I said, you know what? The battery's not starting. I'm taking this as a sign from God. I am going to stay home. And her response to me was, is it time for a new car? (laughs) Bitch, it is time for a new life. I love you to death, but now is not the time to ask about that. (laughs) But of course, it is time for a new car. It will be very soon. Yeah. So we've been doing some research. There are some Subaru station wagons that have some merit. Okay. Kevin is embarrassed by the mere idea of a station wagon or a minivan. I think a minivan sounds awesome. Well, with two kids, and I know they're starting to, 
you know, be interested in sports and things are going to happen and you're going to be having gear to tote around. I got to haul and, shit. Yeah. But more importantly, yeah. I got to haul groceries. I don't that know. That too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you out on this a little bit. Okay. And it's really not your fault, but it's <laughs> men's fault. I have no understanding of how men think that sports gear takes up more room in the back of a car have you than seen the groceries back of my car? for a four-person family. <laughs> what makes you think that your softball bag is bigger than a week's worth of groceries <laughs> for a family of four? And really, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to my no, husband. I, I know. I know. <laughs> but he's not going to listen, so I have to bear the brunt. I guess you do. Sorry. <laughs> So and, and in my car, men? now I have a tiny little Honda Civic, right? So Correct, yeah. um, not much is going in there anyways. Um, I have in the and trunk. And no car seats in the back. Correct. So if you needed to use the back seat. I could. Correct. Um, I have my. Your wife wouldn't be happy about it, but no. you could. <laughs> um, she's given up giving me shit about it, I think. <laughs> she knows uh, a losing battle when she sees one. <laughs> my softball stuff in the trunk, my golf bag in the back seat. Yep, okay. And for the moment, her softball bag is also in my back seat because we play together on Fridays and Sundays. Oh. And actually, I'm subbing for her team on Thursday. So Interesting. So now we're going to okay. be going to softball together. So wow. I know. It's like your stuff is getting married, too. <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah, I laughed because that was the, the talk of getting a new car. Yeah. It's like, well, the kids are going to. And I'm like, listen, this kid brings a water bottle and a basketball. Mm-hmm. Not even. Yeah. Ben literally goes to basketball with nothing but a water bottle right now. Uh-huh. The most equipment that he will have in the foreseeable future, the most equipment is like a soccer ball. Right. Or a little like bat bag. A bat bag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. You can fit that just about <laughs> anywhere. Where the fuck are my groceries going to go? <laughs> right. Because that's my real concern right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and getting a big old door. That opens up so that I don't have to like crouch down to get kids in and out. And frankly, we're probably almost at the end of that stage. Ben can get himself in and out at yeah. this point. And Adam will be <laughs> able to soon. But I tell you, if I had known in 2009 when I bought the Mazda that I was going to have to load kids, two kids, uh-huh. in and out of that thing, yeah. I may have thought differently about what I was going to buy. <laughs> Mazdas are great. They last a long time. Longer than I expected. <laughs> yeah. My my Civic will be paid off in October. Oh, um, what convenient timing. It, literally on the wedding day, it'll be paid <laughs> off. <laughs> my, my payment is due on the 28th, and we just so happen to be getting married on the 28th. Indeed. Big day. Big day. Um, Working it into the, <laughs> the speech right now. Um, so... I know my next car, assuming I still continue to play softball in some fashion, golf, obviously. Golf is the one that's definitely going to stay. Softball, you know, who knows? You're getting old, buddy. (laughs) You're getting old. I know, but I see guys out there who are so much older than me still playing (laughs) multiple nights a week. I'm like, I got this. Okay. Um, (laughs) So you're delusional. Great. Delusional. Yeah, sure. Um, So, but I'm still going to need to, you know, haul things and... um, Groceries. Yes, they're called groceries and children. Get used to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so the next car, whenever that happens, will be bigger than a Civic. That's fair. Guarante- I, I can almost guarantee that. You have two sedans yeah. in your household. Uh-huh. And that's interesting. Yeah. Because Kevin used to have his Mazda eons ago. 
the Mazda, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the six, the yeah, the six two six, yeah. Oh, that was such a good car. With the rotating uh, vents, that's what I remember the most about that car. That car, it was amazing. So when I first started dating Kevin, that's what he was, what he was driving. But then shortly thereafter, I think before he went away to college, he got the white Explorer. Yes, we were in high school. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. And then he's never gone back from an SUV. And I did not have my own car. I borrowed all through college. Okay. Um, mom and dad were very gracious. There was like a real broken down, quote unquote, kid's car. Um, the New Yorker. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember the New Yorker. Oh, yeah. But it like had semi-functioning everything. <laughs> um, and so I drove that for a little while and it didn't go particularly well. Um <laughs> So then I was just kind of, I think, borrowing cars from my mom and dad. And then I was like, okay, I'm graduating. No, I had graduated college. It was 09. Yeah. And I was working. And I was like, I can't keep borrowing mom and dad's car. What was your first job out of college? Or were you just kind of at the racetrack? and? I was nannying. And subbing. And subbing. Yes, okay. In the fall of 09. So I graduated in spring and did the track, uh, or you know, summer, whatever. Yeah. Did the track over the summer. And then when the track closed in the fall... I did nannying and subbing, um, and I did nannying, subbing, and track for about four years. Wow. Yeah, three jobs, depending on when in the season, you know, I mean, just kind of what was going on when. Um, and I, it's interesting. I'm going to, we have no topics anymore. I've given up on those. <laughs> um, I'm going to go down a tangent. Um, Kevin's cousin um, works at a zoo. And I'm yeah. Not, actually going to say her name just because, yeah. you know, whatever. But she works at a zoo, and I remember a couple of years ago, she was talking about getting out of the zoo game and going into teaching, mm-hmm. which her now husband does. Um, and everyone was like, yes, she can have a normal schedule. She can get good money. She can do whatever. And at the time, she was not a full-time employee because there was only one full-time employee there. At the zoo. Uh, yes, everyone yeah. else was mostly seasonal um, because that's kind of – what happens in places like racetracks and right. zoos and things right. that are like summer attractions. Yeah. Um, and everyone was encouraging her and she asked me what I, what I thought about it. And I said, I've got to tell you in retrospect, I have never in my life been happier than when I was working three not real jobs. Really? Yes. I liked what I was doing at all of those places. Okay. And I, I needed to find full paid work, mm-hmm. consistent paid work, and that was the reality. And that's why I ended up doing all of the things I did. I'm, I don't regret what I did. Yeah. I like what I'm doing now. I liked going back to the track full time. I, I don't regret anything. But if I were to go back and talk to my younger self, I would probably tell my younger self, like, don't be in such a rush to give up these Jobs that don't come around every day. Yeah. Like working at a zoo or working at the track or working in a particular radio station. Mm-hmm. Because those are the jobs that, like, they just stay with you. Sure. Like, yeah. how often do I think about the track? Oh, God. Was it every sustainable? Day. No. <laughs> right. Could I stay there forever? Absolutely not. Is it closed now? Yes. <laughs> are they demolishing it? Let's <laughs> talk about it later. But yeah. yes, they are. <laughs> Could I, you know, there are so many realistic concerns with it. Yeah. But, like, those are not the only thing either. And that was kind of what I told her. Have you gone to them and asked them to make a full-time position for you? Because mm-hmm. if you haven't done that, right, don't give up. Right. 
kind of go for those things. Because you need, I mean, you need benefits and you need health there insurance. Are realities. And, yeah. Yes, absolutely. You need to know that you're going to take care of things. And that was, again, why I left what I was doing. But working those three jobs and, and working the way I did, and mm-hmm. part of it is just the stage you are in life. Yeah, right? true. And, and she's a little bit younger. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, I could never do that today. <laughs> Literally couldn't do it. Right. So, like, I, you know, I'm a little bit talking out of my ass. But I, I just think we're so driven to find the real thing, a yeah. real job. I want to, it's like, we're driven to really to find a nine to five, to find that very stable, frankly, often boring office job. In a right, lot of but ways. being able to sync with your partner, being yes. able to sync with friends. Sure. Um, you know, working weekend jobs, you've done it, I've done it. We, I, uh, Most people have done a part-time job where you've had to work on weekends. I've worked every holiday there is because <laughs> of radio. Um, you have to miss things when you're working sure. in, in those kind of jobs. And, and you know, to uh, Owen just went through this not too long ago when he got a new job. Interesting. Um, he finally has a nine to five where he has weekends and, Mm. you know, being an athletic trainer before he's in this new role, um, he's either working or potentially picking up work or, you know, he doesn't have that regular schedule. And I was like, I said to him, I was like, you don't yet realize how nice it is to be able to plan things on the weekends. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe it's the fact that my weekends are just so fucking busy now that I'm like, (laughs) I would love to be like, can't got to work. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I have a whole Monday to myself. That'd be right. amazing. Yeah, I mean, well, don't, yeah, you're right. But when the when the track was, you know, full swing and, and you know, we had that Monday, Tuesday, and eventually Wednesday mm, as well. Yeah. And we could do things that we needed to do. If you needed to run errands, go to the bank, whatever, you can't necessarily do that on a Saturday yeah. or Sunday. Um, so that's, that's the one advantage it does afford, um, there you know, was sometimes a, a group of us when I was full time at the track and we were off Mondays, yeah. Tuesdays in the summer, we got, um, at the forest preserve in Palatine, God, what's it called? I can't remember. I'm was never going to remember. The camp? Yeah. Where they have the cabins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know they what you're talking brand about. brand new at the time. Yeah. And we got ourselves a cabin from Monday night to Tuesday. Nice. And we did a camp out. <laughs> and, and that was like, you know, camp camping is like a really right. loose interpretation. But like they had these beautiful cabins. They had bathrooms in them and everything. And we just like. Do you remember what it cost? It was like $40. Oh. Yeah, that's nothing. They were brand new and it was a Monday night. Like nobody was, we <laughs> right. were there alone. Right. Nobody was there. It was amazing. But it was a group of us and that was, that is a difference too. There were so many of us working there. Yeah. In those conditions. Right. And I think you do have to be a little bit crazy and a little bit addicted to what you're doing. I'm not saying that's healthy. It's probably not. Um, but we had this pretty solid fundamental group of people who were like, well, shit, if we can't have weekends, yeah, we at least can do fun things with each other sure. on these days that we're not able yeah. to do it. And if you can and if you carve out for yourself a spouse in that same situation, you know, or so, like a lot of other people who are doing that same thing, mm-hmm. then it fits your lifestyle. Very few people actually, I think, do that. I think that's part of the reason, and this is a very elementary and unscientific theory, but bar people, yes, bar workers, they find partners in that industry mm-hmm. because they're used to 
the challenges that come with that industry, and then also sure. the schedule. Absolutely. And that's why Sunday night is industry night at bars. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like, I think, you know, coming out of college, I was like, well, I can't do this forever. And mm-hmm. it's like, you, you really can. People do it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I think that in some ways, I look at people who worked their entire lives at the track. And for some reason, it didn't really ever occur to me, like, you could do that. Yeah. You can make your living doing that. Sure. Um, same idea with the bar, with the bar culture. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and entertainment in general. Um, I look at people who worked for Levy Industries, who did all the food mm-hmm. and beverage for, yeah. for their, and, you know, you're, you're, they're lifers, a lot of them, right? That's what they do. And, and mm-hmm. they meet people, and they actually do marry people within that industry often and i think you're right you yep. know you, it, it might it's be a common understanding yeah. version of it but like yeah no but right. i mean if if you're with somebody who has an opposite schedule yeah that's when you it becomes an issue <laughs> yeah <you know? laughs> how do you, or you how do you hang out baby into the world and you're like i'm never gonna see this kid uh, right. i'm never gonna hang out with this yeah. kid and the person they made it with oh. <laughs> that was i mean that was a very hormonal part of the reason why i left the track was, sure Never gonna see this kid and his father all in one place ever again. <laughs> That's a fun family dynamic. <laughs> um, I, I did want to talk about a couple sportsy things because there's, Please, there's get us back on track. There, well, there's the not a ton going. We're in that time of year. It's the middle of June, right? Where mm-hmm. um, now the winter sports are over. You just keep talking. I'm gonna get some wine. Uh, bring the bottle over, would you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the winter sports are over. Uh, the NBA and NHL, I think. On consecutive nights, they finished up. Thank you. Um, on, on consecutive nights, they finished their seasons with the um, – who won the NBA? It was the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA. That shows you how much I paid attention. I and then, you. Yeah. I don't, there we go. I'm back. <laughs> I don't watch a ton of sports, but watching the Heat play was a lot of fun. You know, I, this year. I've been doing a, a lot of softball-related things, playing and umpiring, so I haven't had ah. a ton of time to – you know, watch. Um, they were a fun team to watch. As we yeah, <laughs> and I know Jimmy, and there are a couple former yes. Hoosiers on the Heat, so I would have been very interested uh, in that. I just was never in front of the TV during those games. We need to talk later about Hoosiers. Oh, the movie or? Correct. Oh, okay. Um, save it. I was like, we can talk now or we can <laughs> no, talk later. No, because we're going to <laughs> get so sidetracked that we're never going to get back to Tension. what I wanted to talk about. Um so, yeah, the, the Nuggets finished off in five games, the Heat, uh, and then the Vegas Golden Knights. How about that? The Vegas Golden Knights have been around for six years, and they've Vegas. already been to two finals, I think, and won, a, won a Stanley Cup. and the scene, the sports scene. What the hell happened? It is a hot topic these days. I don't understand because I've been to Vegas once and okay. only once. I have sort of views in my mind about what Vegas is. I think everyone does. And you weren't even able to, like, really enjoy Vegas because you were pregnant. Let's talk about that. <laughs> no, let's not. We beat that subject to death. Yeah, no. It sucked. That's okay. Um, I get I get to maybe go back for a trade show in the fall. Oh. So there you go. 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 Um, you you yeah. need to, like, go and <laughs> kind of, like, experience. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to be working. But anyway. Um, it's Vegas. It's Vegas. <laughs> they know. I just don't know if. I guess one of my questions is, like, they're so successful with their sports right now. Was it ever even thought about before? Is this something where, like, no sports team wanted to be in Vegas? It's not that they didn't want to be in Vegas. It's that the leagues didn't want to embrace gambling the way they have in the last Mm -hmm, few years. mm -hmm, Right? mm -hmm. And we've seen, actually. Got it. There's been several controversies 
for whatever reason, mostly in football, um, with players gambling, which yes. they they're they're legally allowed to gamble to a point. Um, I think they're gambling on football, which is the main issue, and Correct. gambling um, on their own team, which is an issue even yeah. bigger than that. So, shall we talk about the Black Sox? Um, yeah, Great. I mean, exactly. That's. I mean, yeah, you you shouldn't be able to bet in anything that you have the power to control or influence the outcome. But Here when again. I can when I can do it on this. Yeah, no, I know. I'm holding was, up my cell phone. Who when was I'm, it who got uh, in big trouble for it last two years ago? Last year? We talked about it on the show. This Calvin, the was it Calvin Ridley? Probably, yes. That I'm makes Trying sense. to remember two years ago. But yeah, you, and even since then, a couple more players for the Lions have gotten popped for it. Ah, so okay. um, it's a thing where, you know, players are trying to bet, um, you know, not anonymously because you have to put in your, your information yeah. and it's, and it's going to get back to somebody you know, regulatory bodies or, you know, ethics committee or whoever yeah. that you're you're gambling when you shouldn't be when there's clearly ways around it, right? Mm. Hey, I'm going to give you 20 bucks if you want to place this bet for me. We call you a bookie. Right. But a bookie me? that a legally bookie. places a bet on an online <laughs> sports book. A friendly book. bookie. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, brother, will you help me out? Right. And, you know, we, we said it when we initially talked about this subject that we were not naive enough to think that no athletes gamble. Correct, yeah. Right. But Just now... Finesse it a little more. <laughs> as, as states have legalized sports betting... Mm -hmm it's kind of gone backwards for athletes because they're just like you and me. They want to gamble on things, mm -hmm. but they're in a position right they're now where they like can't. You, not me. <laughs> I don't care to gamble on anything. Okay, but if you went to Vegas, would you not put some money in a slot machine or, you know, throw 20 bucks down? I would put like $20 down? in yeah. a slot machine. That's gambling. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, that is like the okay, max I, 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 I get it. Only on the Game of Thrones slot machine. <laughs> right, there you go. Come on, though. They got to have good themes. Right. I am literally the people they design slot machines for. Yes, yes. <laughs> Friends, Sex in the City, Game of Thrones. Deal. Game of Thrones is the, one that, the only one that really makes how about Harry Potter gambling? Oh, Come on. oh yeah, yeah. Target market right <laughs> the there. The Wizarding World. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the Golden Knights have done very well. The Raiders, not so much. Um, the big topic right now with Las Vegas and movement is the Oakland Athletics. Yes. Because they do not attract any fans to their stadium. They had yeah. that reverse boycott. Did you see about this? Where I'm not sure I did. Because like they want to show ownership that hey, it's not us, it's you. So oh. on one night, they coordinated to almost sell out the place. Um, and the Oakland Coliseum is huge. Mm -hmm. It is massive. Yes. So for them to almost sell out that place is like, they might not equal that the rest of the season. How did they achieve that? They, probably with social media and coordination. And just said, like, let's say screw you, Hey, owners. spread the word. May 20, whatever date it was, we're going to all buy tickets. We're going to show up for this game, and we're going to stick it to the owner. That's fascinating. They chanted, sell the team throughout the game. Wow. It was audible on the broadcast. And it was um, it was Oakland in 2004 with the Moneyball resurrection. Um, what was the year on that? Yeah, that was 2002, I think, 2002. was uh, the season the uh, the movie was based off and of. And that was the last, what was the last year that they had decent crowds? Would it have been 2004? Four probably because it was a couple years later. Probably, yeah. And then it was like okay, no. And and everything I've heard happen. about the Coliseum is that it's a dump. They don't take care of it. Uh, There's no maintenance to it. They have standing hey, water. They have possums Soldier in the uh, field. Right. <laughs> a lot of criticism about how that's not taking care of the way mm -hmm. that it should be by right. the city. Right. 
Um, so interesting. Yeah. Okay. But people still show up for Bears games, right? They still sell out Soldier Field. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Different sports, though. So, Correct. You know, when the Raiders were in Oakland, they probably got, you know, a pretty decent-sized crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for years and years, they haven't even opened the upper, upper deck for baseball games. They're yeah. tarped over. Um, like, what's the point? Right. What's interesting is their proposed plan mm-hmm. right now is to knock down the Tropicana, which is where we stayed in Vegas when all of us went for our thirtieth. Very upset. He's not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know that. I, I texted him as soon I as I no saw idea. his plan. <laughs> that is his favorite hotel. Uh, in oh, Vegas. I know. I know. I texted him as soon as I saw that plan. But they want to build a thirty thousand seat stadium, which is tiny hmm. compared to. I was going to say the Tropicana is not a huge footprint. No, it's not. But the fact that their stadium is only going to seat thirty thousand, like Wrigley, is small and it seats forty. Yeah. Right? So what's the point? Um, I think with Vegas, you're going to get a lot of tourist um, uh, attendance. Okay. Right? So when the Cubs go to play, when the Sox go to play, Chicago uh, people are going to plan their vacations around that. Okay. Um, okay. Now, the Golden Knights, they've done really well, so they've probably generated a fan base. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to assume that with baseball, with how regional it is and how there's 162 games, 81 at home. Yeah. They figure, look, we're going to rely on tourists. That's really interesting. To come buy our so tickets. So real small stadiums all you need. Right. Huh. Yeah. I mean, there are what what's the equivalent you're saying, right? Um Wrigley's small, it's 40,000. Is there a 30,000 seat stadium in the MLB? No, I think um or you mean like just anything under under 40? Yeah. What's smaller than Wrigley, seat-wise? Maybe Fenway. Old stadiums. Right, yeah. Old stadiums are small. And in fact, um, uh, Comiskey, U.S. Cellular, guaranteed rate, whatever they're calling it these days, is not that much bigger, uh, capacity-wise, I don't think. I think you're right, but I think it's much larger with all of the... Well, and now Wrigley has gone through quite a bit in the last few years to make the real estate larger. Like, the actual... They've invested into larger, they've yeah. invested into the footprint, not yeah, so much correct. the stadium. Thank you. Yeah, that's well, the, the stadium they have invested in because actually we just went to a game a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, great experience. Like you, we we love sitting in the upper deck because you can see everything. Uh-huh. Um, and the way they've now sort of rearranged the um, outer part, whatever they call it, of the upper deck, where they used to have just one concession area right behind home plate for both sides to sort of converge yeah. on. Now they've got it on either side. They've got two concession areas with three bars, bathrooms, no lines up there. Any troughs in the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're still the same old bathrooms. <laughs> People ask me all the time. Like, they, they got rid of the troughs. Right? I was like, no, they no. didn't. <laughs> I just was like, oh, maybe there are new bathrooms, and they opted not to put troughs in them. What'd you oh, say? Oh, Anne says the women's room is nice. Oh, good. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> Um, I thought so, she had her headphones on. She was ignoring <laughs> us. This poor woman. I'm so sorry. I just pulled up a list of baseball stadiums by capacity. Oakland is the biggest at <laughs> 56,782. Wow. Uh, the smallest is... Oh, they've got, like, all baseball stadiums here. Let me see I if I can... I was going to say they have, like... The smallest MLB is actually Cleveland. Okay. 34,000, which I had, I did not, they have a lot of um, open area in like center field Ah. and same thing with like, um, standing room type, not even, no, it's just, yeah, just uh, 
dead is the wrong word, but um, just like no, no seating, space, yeah, void. Uh, Fenway is huh. is near the bottom at thirty seven. Uh, Kansas City has a small stadium, thirty seven nine. So a thirty thousand stadium would be the smallest in the MLB easily. Wrigley Maybe Field's like in the middle of the pack. Technically, their capacity. This is according to Wikipedia. Uh, forty one six forty nine. You are wrong <laughs> about how small they are. Yeah. <laughs> you just think your team's small because you want them to be the underdog. That I, it has nothing to do with. <laughs> I just know that ballpark was built in nineteen fourteen. So old. <laughs> they do pack you in like sardines. There, the seats are not very comfortable at Wrigley. That's true, but you know at. Comiskey or whatever we're calling it now, they are very steep. Very so, steep. So, I mean, you know, you give up one and you get another. So it's just, it's all. I'd rather have it steep relative. like that, though, because then as a shorter guy, oh, I don't yeah, risk the six foot view. five guy sitting in front of me. You know and... what? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Kevin is tall and afraid of heights. And so the steepness is not his friend. Plus, I mean, all you need to do is get in the ballpark and you could probably sit wherever you want. Well, at, yeah, at yeah, certainly, <laughs> certainly that's not been a problem. Yeah, right. Know? I don't actually know the last time I was at a Sox game downtown. Well, uh, so good segue because I, I saw a TikTok today from one of the local radio stations. Um, they were talking about the White Sox and, you know, there's been a lot of negativity around the White Sox this season. I don't know if you guys are even really watching games anymore these days. It's rough. Yeah. Um, side note, um, the Angels won by like 24 runs. Yeah, the other um, night. The other yeah. night. And I was yeah. like, are they playing the White Sox? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are now, but they weren't that but Yeah, night. <laughs> no, but I was like, oh, they must be playing the Sox. <laughs> yeah. They were not. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. Um, so I think there's a lot of factors that go into this, but uh, what they were talking about in this radio segment was that White Sox attendance is down 4,600 people per game. They don't get very many people to begin with no. at those games. Yeah, it's been um, bad. And been bad. I think construction on 90 probably has a lot to do with it Absolutely. because um, it's Any no kind thanks. of Northwest suburban <laughs> fan base right. is like, yeah. I mean, and there's I, ways I to get there besides driving, but. It's rough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Being, being a fan of the Southside team, anyway is hard yeah um it's not a great part of town right it's not a part of town that you want to hang out with like you do wrigley right um it takes some convincing for people who are not fans of the team to get them to come whereas like if you're not a, a baseball fan at all you'll probably say that's fine I'll, i like wrigleyville right i'll hang there's things to do, I'll do whatever yeah like you probably have not a ton of trouble convincing somebody it's closer in park it's certainly closer yep and also, like, there's a lot of fun stuff to do. So, yeah, being the, the Northwest fan on a Southside team right. has never been easy. But I right. agree. I think the construction's probably not been great. Well, that, it. and did you hear about these, uh, it was short-lived, I think, but there were these scammers who were on the ramp to get off of 90 onto oh. 35th. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, it, it, the, I think the police shut it down very quickly, thanks to a TV report, actually. But they were oh, well, um, you, standing on the side of the highway or the exit ramp trying to uh, act like they were White Sox employees trying to collect parking money wow. when they weren't collecting parking money. Ouch. They were just stealing money from people. You know, sometimes I give people credit. That's <laughs> pretty clever. Yeah, well, they're all in jail now. <laughs> also, yes. Yeah. Also, plenty of them, I'm sure, got away. <laughs> sure. Um, and I've said repeatedly on this podcast, like, I love going to Sox games because I think it's a great ballpark experience. Yeah. but. It's just a bitch to get to. It is. <laughs> well, and how often have we talked on this podcast and off about 
Soldier Field, Mm -hmm. being in the Mm -hmm. city versus not being in the city, and access and what that means for people. And I mean, it's the same thing in a different way for Comiskey or for the Sox, I guess, in general, of location, location, location. You Mm -hmm. talk about it in real estate. It's 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 a reality. Yeah. And um, getting down there, parking. There are, I feel, a lot more options for public transport. Now, that's improved in the last decade, I would mm-hmm. say, tremendously for the cell. For, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> You call it whatever Sox you want. Field. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to call it from now on. Um, it's improved a lot. Yeah. I mean, they never even used to have... It, I think the red line was the only thing that went down there, and okay. it didn't always extend down there. And then the Metra... I mean, they've, they've done a lot more sure. for that. Um, but for somebody coming from our neighborhoods, it's just, I mean, it's, it's another, it's a double the distance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, or more in traffic. Right. And there's not a great way to get there via, I mean, you just literally take the Metro mm-hmm. to, um, Wrigley. It's not hard. You know, the the L you suburbs. mean. Yeah. No, but I mean, you take oh, the yeah, Metro you, to, you, you um, can get off at Irving Park. Thank yeah. You. And yeah. You just, I mean, it's not that hard, right? Like it's, it's one transfer if that. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you're taking it all the way to Comiskey, you're going down, you're getting you down, you yeah. go, okay, Union Station, now i got to go south on the metro there, or I've got to get off here and then hop the L down. And it's just, it's a pain in the ass. It does take a long time. You can circumvent traffic, but it just, it takes a long time to yeah. get there from here. Yeah. Um, actually, the I think the, the most convenient way to do it probably is take the metro into downtown from here, walk to LaSalle Street. And then it's like two stops down the LaSalle line um, to get to Sox Park. But then you're bound by the, the Metro schedule. Correct. So and that's it's a different it's a different hub station. It's Union Station. No, no, no. Because we, we've done this before. Oh, really? Yeah. We, oh, t- we took uh, Metro into Ogilvy. Okay. Walked to LaSalle Street uh, right by the Board of Trade building. Um, okay. And there's a, yeah, yeah. a tiny little metro station there. You're right. You're yeah. Right. And yep. then t- took it down but like two stops. But you're not in Ogilvy. No, no, you're, no, no. Right. You're not like. You got, you got to walk a, a good 15 minutes. Like, yeah. You're not doing right. a train transfer at the same station. Correct. Which would be the most convenient. Right. Right. It's right. like, oh, great. I'm just going to get off this train and hop right on the one that's on track over. Right. Right. That would be the most convenient transfer. Yeah. yeah. Even that's not there. And I think, you know, when you talk about, like, for example, United Center, that's a winter deal mm-hmm. often it's cold and it's whatever and you don't have that problem with baseball season typically right it's nice it's you know a walk's not the end of the world it's not going to kill you um so there's that um but i still think just the idea of like how much you have to do to get there is just pain in the ass we found free parking for bulls blackhawks united center care to share with yeah because i don't think enough people are going to listen <laughs> to this podcast where it's going to blow up but um, so when we went down for uh, the Bulls, we went to a we went to Bulls game. We went to Big Ten tournament. And we went to a Blackhawks game this winter. Okay. The Bulls game was first, and we were meeting the group we were going with at Park Tavern, which is just south of United Center. Okay. Um, kind of by Malcolm X. So my brother was part of this group, and he said, "Hey, we're parked on. I think it's Jackson. Andy, you remember Jackson? I think it's Jackson." Um, Along Jackson, right by Malcolm X, there's street parking for free. You're kidding me. For free. <laughs> so we parked on Jackson, right by Malcolm X, 
That's not bad at all. Walked down to Park Tavern, had a few beers. Wow. Walked to the game, came out. It was a Bulls game. Holy shit. For the Big Ten tournament. We parked on Jackson, walked to the stadium, <laughs> was at the games. Didn't get ticketed. Didn't get ticketed, <laughs> nothing. It is free street parking. Wow. Blackhawks, same thing. Parked there in literally like the same spot. Walked to the bar, had a few drinks. That's wild. To the game, back out. Every time I, I would pay on. for parking if it's close uh, because it tends to be super. <laughs> that, that was me. Thank God. <laughs> it tends to be super shitty weather. Well, right? and so, so depending on how miserable it is outside. The lot we parked in for Blackhawks games in the past, I think is 25 bucks, which isn't that bad. I think the official parking's 30, yep. which for parking, honestly, isn't terrible but I really want to talk about pricing in a second <laughs> I do um and I then mean we're going to talk about Hoosiers at some point okay this is my mental list I <laughs> official Cubs parking is anywhere from like 40 to 50 bucks Shut I mean up. yeah well, it's that's there's no parking there's no parking area. lot and yeah. so many people take you know public transportation or there's a free shuttle for night and weekend games uh, they have to make a little bit of money on parking so that's why it's astronomically sky high my cousins went and saw Taylor Swift at Soldier Field. Ooh, okay, wow. Correct. I was like, "Jigga what?" Because <laughs> like I have heard, even though I live under a rock, that those are very expensive concert tickets in the secondary market, right? They bought theirs in the in the primary market and oh. then sold them in the secondary market. Okay, which I thought they were no longer allowed to do, and whatever. Long story short. My uncle was telling me that one of my cousins had gotten parking at Navy Pier and a boat to take her over to Soldier Field. Really? And it was like a like a food and beverage boat and like whatever. And it was only like a hundred bucks. And I was like, what world do we live in that we all think that's okay? <laughs> and like honestly, she's significantly younger than we are. She's probably uh -huh. 10 years younger. More maybe more. I don't know. But I'm like, maybe less. I'm trying to remember how old she is now. Ten years younger. Okay. And I'm like, what is happening where we think $100 <laughs> to park, basically? Right. But then you get a boat ride. <laughs> I mean, cool. It's experience. cool. It's, it's, it's an experience, the experience. But I'm like, oh, my goodness. And he was like, well, their tickets cost $400 each. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Uh, okay. Um, I have two cousins. <laughs> Uh, who went to Taylor Swift. Okay. One here and one in Florida. Okay. Um, and the concert was in Florida for your Florida cousin. Correct. Or they came here. No. Because uh, my Florida... cousin lives in New York and she came here for the show. Oh, wow. But so, she's coming home anyway. But yeah. Florida show for the Florida cousin. Uh, my cousin who went to the show here, she lives in Peoria. Okay. I think. Um, Ish. Yeah. So, but to come up here for uh, a show and, I mean, it is a full-on experience. She met up with somebody who she met through Discord. you know what Discord is? I do not. I'm too old. It's essentially like an AOL chat room. Put it that way. Interesting. Those still exist? Yeah, on Discord, yes. Huh, okay. <laughs> um, and I'm down with it. I'm cool. So uh, it must be like a Taylor Swift Discord wow. channel where People fans... are like, I love this woman. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they hadn't met, as I understand it from her Facebook post, uh, before this concert at huh. Soldier Field. Um Three nights. I mean, what is Taylor Swift gonna make well, from these so from this this, is, this tour? This is that what she's I now understand adding dates to. Is what I heard is that like she's making enough money where she doesn't need to do any of the middle of the week touring. 
the dates. They're all weekends. That makes sense. And also the set is so intricate that it actually takes a lot of time, even sure. for practiced roadies to like get this down, get it to the next city, right. get it back up. Like it takes a lot of time. Whereas like if you're playing a Tuesday night in the Chicago area and then you're doing a Thursday night in Indy, which is like a more traditional touring right. schedule, like your roadies are going to, you're probably going to have a much less complex set because you need to be able to break down real quick. Right. Get it on the, you know, get and it get on, set get up. it go yeah. and all that stuff. She's got, uh, honestly, the, the world at her fingertips. <laughs> yeah, she's she like, does. She's like, fuck <laughs> this. I'm just going to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Go me. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's what she's doing. And she's playing these major cities and can do that because the tickets are expensive, but because it's also such an experience. And, I like a lot of Taylor Swift's music, but I'm not uh, certainly not a big enough fan. Right. I think she's great. More power to her. Yeah. I would never pay that kind of money to see her. <laughs> but I know a lot of people who have. Yeah. So um, go I mean, you, girl. <laughs> three uh, three nights, and as I understand it, they're like three hour shows too. Yeah, they are. They are intense. Yeah. Yes, so. Well, I think the concept of the tour is she's going through her her entire musical evolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking like we know. I, um, I, I, yes, that's what I understand. <laughs> um, From under so, my rock, I have read that that's what she's doing. Speaking of experiences and cost of things, it's a and really good transition. The Cubs were in London over the weekend. Yes, let's talk about this because Saturday morning at nine a.m., Kevin <laughs> says. Where is this, Germany? And I'm like, I'm making French toast. What are you talking about? <laughs> he had turned on the television. Uh-huh, yeah. And I, and I looked over and I said, honey, that's the Cubs. Yeah. And he goes, it's 9 a.m. And I was like, oh, I get what you're saying now. This is not an encore presentation. It's not normal. Yeah, this is, this is live and it's not normal. What is going on? And it was London. Yeah. And apparently the NFL was playing in Germany. Yeah, well, and, and the NFL has done the London thing for a while. Yes. Um, I think this was the second time. I yeah, I don't know if they're ever going to have a team or a division in London because that just seems like a lot of travel for everybody else. But anyways, um, yeah, the Cubs played the Cardinals in London two games over the weekend. Um, a touristy thing, a novelty. You know, MLB is trying to expand interest in the game off the heels of the World Baseball Classic. So by all accounts, I think it went great. Um, Cubs split the series with the Cardinals. Um, but that begged the question for me, and, and more relevant to our podcast and our conversation is, what would you, and it doesn't have to be sports, but what would you travel internationally? And I'm talking like long flight across a pond, not Canada or Mexico. Okay. What would you travel to see? Big Ben. Like the, the clock I, tower? I do not need an event to travel <laughs> to London. <laughs> I went there because I liked it. <laughs> um, it's interesting you ask this. Um, my brother-in-law, bless him, uh, mm -hmm. Vinny, mm -hmm. not my not Brian, Vinny. Um, here's what happened. I was pregnant with okay. Ben. I was newly pregnant. And I called up my sister, and we both love Sarah Bareilles a lot. And I said to her guess what Sarah Bareilles is doing right now for like a couple weeks only. It's like, what is Sarah Bareilles doing? She's actually going to be live on Broadway in Waitress, a musical that she wrote. We have to go see her. 
And my sister and I took a weekend, a long weekend, and we went to fucking Manhattan. We went to Broadway and nice. we watched Sarah Bareilles on Broadway. And to this day, Vin still describes it as, quote, the bougiest fucking thing my wife has ever done. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> and I'm like, we should do that more often. <laughs> because that trip to New York was like possibly my favorite trip ever. And I think my sister in her mind justified it as like, my baby sister's having a baby. Like, let's kind of celebrate and whatever. And I'm like, we should just go because it's fucking fun. And who doesn't love to travel? And I, I can't Do you see what I'm doing right now? Right now. <laughs> I'm trying to cover for you, but I'm yeah. dying inside. <laughs> my, Listeners, uh, here's what's happening. Yeah, my because we're inside, which is understandable <laughs> because of what's happening outside. But um, <laughs> my microphone, they call this the spider arm, by the way. Um, it failed. And now I'm holding the arm and the microphone itself. It's just been drooping over the last I know, couple I, conversations. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's fine. I, I got it. Oh, wait. And to the rescue. Uh, <laughs> There's an extra stool. Potentially. Will that, will that do um, it? Should, we, should we like take a break here? I probably should pee anyway. Okay. Let's take a break. I'm going to try to MacGyver this <laughs> microphone thing, and we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about back up with Sarah traveling. <laughs> Back again. And we're back again. We've got the mic situation resolved, MacGyvered. Um, this is why we were supposed to be outside, but the goddamn <laughs> Canadians can't keep their wildfires under control. So uh, we'll have to revisit the outside thing another time. Uh, but we were talking about um, things you would travel to see. Yes. Right? The Cubs were in London, big thing. Um, they were in a soccer stadium that was finagled into a baseball stadium. Um, so I, I had asked, I had asked you what um, what you would travel internationally to go see. Yeah. And you I were did talking a bad about job well, you were talking about Sarah Bareilles in New York, which I is did. most definitely not international. Yeah. So, is Correct. there something sports or non sports? I have a feeling it's going to be non sports, but is there something that you would fly across the pond specifically to go see? I think if I think it's probably some sort of musical component. Okay. So if uh, Counting Crows were no longer touring in the states, but they were touring in Europe, I would okay. probably go across the pond, so to speak, for that. Um, I think a concert might just do it for me. Yeah, that um, tracks. Yeah, there's there's something there. Now that being said, like you know, some of my favorite bands have been playing overseas for years. I've never gone to see them. Right. Because they're here. Because they're going right, to Because they're here. here. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, wow, that's a lot of money and a lot of things. And so I, I don't know that there's anything that would truly draw me over there. Um, maybe some kind of really special Harry Potter something. Okay. I'm being honest. Okay. Like, the things I geek out about, yeah. Harry Potter's pretty much top of the list. Yeah. If there were something really cool... But I think, to me, travel itself is worth... I don't need sure, something don't, to, right. to sweeten the deal. That makes sense. And and almost think maybe that that would be a waste of time in another place. Like, I can see the Cubs in Chicago. Why mm -hmm. the hell would I see them <laughs> in the very limited <laughs> right. time I have in London? Right. It actually doesn't track. Right. And I, I'm not... Obviously, lots of people will make that trip to do that, I mm -hmm. think. A couple of years ago, my cousin and her husband might have done that for NFL in London. Okay. Um, and and kind of combined it with their trip. So certainly, I'm I'm one of the 
few people maybe who think this way, but I'm almost like, well, if I can get that locally, why the hell would I go and waste precious time elsewhere on that? Sure. I'm not sure if that's fair. Or not, I think but. though, like when you travel for a sporting event, okay, um, you kind of plan around that so that you do make the most of your trip. Um, so the Cubs played twice in London. They played, uh, I think it was like a. Six and it was o- the Cardinals both times, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they played a six o'clock local time game on Saturday, and they turned around and played a three p.m. local time game. So you can get two games really in twenty four hours. We're like, why? You can do that in Chicago. (laughs) Right. I I know. why? Yeah. um, And it's not like it was this crazy stadium. Um, It's just something to do while you're in. And I think if you go overseas, Mm -hmm. right, you're going for an extended period of time anyways. That's true. So, like, your trip to New York was. We have seen Lee Rich or not. We are. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's fair. We're justifying the plane ride. <laughs> right. And, and I was talking to somebody last night. I, w- I was umpiring softball last night, and um, I was talking to somebody about the series over there, and he was asking me, like, what kind of stadium it was. Mm. It was, they call it London Stadium, I think. Yeah. Um, there's a soccer team that's their home stadium. Um, they built it for the Olympics, so it's not a baseball stadium. And the dimensions were such that it was very abnormal for baseball. Sure. But they made it work. Yeah. In fact, they moved the fences back from when they did this four years ago. Um, the Red Sox and Yankees went over, and they scored like 50, 60 runs in the two <laughs> games. Uh, so obviously the uh, something needed to change. Well, let's look at these <laughs> Although, yeah. again, the Angels scored 24. Yeah, well, so. yeah, that's, that's going to happen every now and then. Yeah. but um, And a very small sample size. Yeah. But, um, you know, you, baseball is meant to be played four to three. You know, it's interesting that you say that because there were several professional teams for a long time who played on the same field as a football team. Sure. Yeah. And, and even now, I think we have at, at least one MLB team. Um, the Twins play. No, the Twins target have their field. own target field, Is but the just the Vikings have their own stadium. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but but they were playing in the Metrodome. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Until yeah. fairly recently, they yeah. were playing within in the last field. decade. 10, 12 years. Yeah, Target Field's been around for a while now. Let's say decades. Otherwise, <laughs> I feel really old. It's not that long ago, oh, though. Oh, yeah. Um, when, the, when the Raiders were still in Oakland, they would play in the Coliseum. And the A's are there, as we talked about earlier. And also, because of the move the Bears are planning to make, I've done some research there, and I know that they played at Wrigley for many years before they, did. they went to Soldier Field. That's right. So, so like, semi-recent history. Yeah. Um, and now I think we have we have the fluid cash to, to kind of create their own stadiums. But I think it's interesting to, again, use an Olympic stadium. That's pretty cool, right? Something that was meant for, like, multiple sports in its own right. Track and field and yep. opening, closing ceremonies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, meant for a couple of different things as yeah. opposed to just kind of single use. Um, I'm not saying I think that, Baseball lends itself to being put into a track and field stadium. I don't think it does. I think football certainly does more than track sure. or than uh, baseball does. Yeah, but it, it's kind of interesting to to see. To me, it's not about a tourist crowd when you play in London. It's about the local crowd, right? So, like your question about like what would you travel to see, like nothing. But if a <laughs> soccer team, 
if like a really right, if like a an amazing soccer team from the UK came here, right, I'd probably go see that. And and I've heard people sort of pose the question like, you know, the the Premier League is like the top league of soccer yep. in the UK and Europe, and I don't even know because I'm I'm not a soccer person. You haven't watched Ted Lasso? No, I've not. Oh my god. I, we don't have Apple TV. Like. I'm going to give you my credentials. It's fine. You need to watch it. I'm um, sorry. You need to watch it. <laughs> I kind of know what the oh Premier League God. is all about. But um, like if they came to play a couple matches here, like the soccer people in America would go nuts for that. Absolutely. And I think, I think they'd gain some non-soccer fans. I hate to say this. Ted Lasso has done more for the sport of soccer than like – Pretty much anything else has I think the, for America. <laughs> the sport of soccer and soccer people aren't complaining. No. I think uh, about that true. because it's you know, it, it's a growing thing here in America and um, you know, we've had major league soccer for a while. In fact, I think we're going to a fire game, which I've never been to any sort of uh soccer game outside of like even high school soccer. <laughs> um the eight year old soccer <laughs> the, team. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm curious about that. I, I told him, I just really hope it's not a zero, zero tie because oh, <laughs> there's yeah. the, that old there's adage that. that like the a tie is like kissing your sister. Um, and thankfully <laughs> for you, you've never had a sister. I, that is true. Um, you fully understand the metaphor <laughs> simile. Um, no, but uh, I mean, that's always a possibility though. When you go watch soccer matches, it could end zero, zero. And I'm like, well, what the hell are we doing? But now NFL has that same rule. They've always had the tie in place, but I mean, theoretically, I guess it could end zero zero. But um, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I feel like a tie in general is just kind of a dissatisfying. Oh, it's anticlimactic period. as yeah. hell. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There needs to be a winner. Extra <laughs> innings. What? Well, it's, um. Last night, my third game of four went to extra innings, and you umped five games last night. Four. Third I'm out sorry. of four. Four. Wait, what day is today? Today Tuesday? is Tuesday, yes. On a Monday night? Oh, yeah. You umped four games? There's four games a night per field out there, almost every night. How long are they? Um, they Well, <laughs> so... Like, how long are you out there? Last night, I was out there from uh, 6.30. Okay. No, my last game was a quick one, so we ended essentially on time. Okay. I was home by 11.15. Oh, it's too late for a Monday. Some nights it gets a little bit out of hand, okay. but um, that seems long. Yeah, like, so or like a lot. Yeah, for a, for a weeknight. A lot of the umpires though are like older guys who are retired and um, you know don't have anything to get up for they're in the not, morning. They're not <laughs> old like me. They're older. Yes, and that's fine. Correct. Yeah. Okay, got you. Um, got you. But my third game out of four, my first two flew by. Third game out of four goes to nine innings, and they're normally six, seven, seven innings. Seven. Yeah. Okay. And once we go to extra innings, we play what's called international rule, which okay. means we put the last out of the previous inning on second base to start the inning, oh. nobody out. Full count on the batter, so it's one pitch uh, to speed things up but still get a result. Yeah, ways to kind of make it work right. for you. Yeah, yeah, right. that makes sense. So, <laughs> of course, in the eighth inning, both teams score four runs. We go to the ninth <laughs> inning. The away team puts up nine or ten. The home team puts up three or four. So this game went – I mean, we started the last game half an hour late. Yeah, and this is why I don't play sports. They don't seem like much fun. You know, Broadway shows just start when they're supposed to start <laughs> and when they're supposed to. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like what um, baseball has done with the pitch clock is they've shortened game time. So, okay, one of the pitfalls of, you know, me being lame and not doing this podcast uh-huh. as often as I should have and <laughs> used to is we haven't really talked about the pitch count or mm-hmm. the pitch clock. Yeah. And I'm curious, half a season in? Yeah, yeah. We're, How do you I mean, feel about it? This is, like, so this is game 77 for the Cubs that's going on right now. Okay, yeah. uh, So we're just about at the halfway point. How do you feel about it? I, I don't notice it, really. Interesting. Um, because I think the game moves on at such a snappier pace. In fact, I was watching, um, I got, you know, on a YouTube rabbit hole. No, and yeah, I know those. Game 7 of the 2016 World Series came up. <laughs> and now, now, playoff baseball is a different animal, but... Yeah. It's so I was slow. Saying, did you feel oh like it was God. slow? You yes, did. Okay. yes. I mean, baseball needed the pitch clock. Yeah. It's been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, we went to the game we went to a couple uh, weeks ago. Was the Cubs scored a lot of runs? The they played the Pirates that night. I think it was like seven to two, eight to two, something like that. Okay. Uh, so a fair amount of runs scored. Still under three hours. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I have thought that, you know, on some of these games where it's two to one, three to one, one to nothing, whatever, you know, very low scoring, mm-hmm. where the game is two hours and five minutes, I just got here, <laughs> you know? Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. um, and, and usually. The pitfall of it being right. like, wow, usually I don't feel like when, I got comfortable here. And right. Like I really saw much. Right. And when we go, we usually make an afternoon evening, evening of it yeah. to where, like, we went to dinner beforehand in Wrigleyville. Um, there were things going on, and they call it Gallagher Way now. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, so a friend of the podcast, actually, Shane Reardon. Do you remember interviewing him? I remember Shane, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had seen on uh, either his Facebook or his Twitter that he was going to be um, in a, he called it a dunk tank at the time, because it was Lou Gehrig night, so they were doing charity stuff for ALS. Sure. Um, and we got to talk about Hoosiers. Go ahead. <laughs> um, he said, hey, I'm going to be in the dunk tank. And I, <laughs> I said on Facebook, I said, it would be a shame if I stepped up and, you know, dunked you because it's chilly tonight because it was like 50 degrees that night <laughs> oh, um, no. so just by chance we happened to show up when he was there oh, and gosh. uh and took video of me i got two throws and just missed the first one but hit the target on the second one and uh so it wasn't a dunk tank it was more of a shower but uh, uh okay. his reaction because i'm sure the water was not warm and it was cold out and he was wearing a t-shirt you're a mean mean man <laughs> shame on you um but we met john lester that night you know, I almost feel like I either heard about this <laughs> yeah. or maybe saw a picture somewhere. Below. It's my Facebook profile picture now. That but might it, be uh, it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, we were walking into Gallagher Way, and I, I saw this guy, and John's 6'4", right? Mm. So he's taller than the average guy. He would block your view in a traditional <laughs> Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Um, and I was, I was looking at this guy, uh, you know, coming around the corner. I was like, that kind of looks like John. Like, why would John Lester be here before a random Cubs game in June? He was there with. I'll say, what was the reason? Uh, promoting a golf tournament with a golf apparel brand. Interesting. Just kind of there, and uh, we walked right up, shook his hand, took a picture. Stands. Yeah, there was that's, no. Li- there was. That's really nice. It's not like actually. there was a sign that said, "Hey, John Lester yeah. is right here." You were like, "I know that guy. Right. I can identify right. him. I'm a fan." He would be just a guy in the crowd if it wasn't for being six foot four and kind of having that presence that's of a professional really athlete. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And because true fans will recognize him. That too. So like if he if he were shorter, if he were slightly less poised, we'll say. Right. Um, 
but he were and also less well known. You know, yeah. like like true fans, like you said, yeah. you know, not somebody who's just kind of there for the Wrigley experience or anything like that. But like right. hey, I watched this guy for years and years and years and yeah. I know. Um that's interesting. Yeah. And it was a nice he was good. Oh guy. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's nice. We <laughs> it was funny. As as we were walking up to shake his hand, he like had a beer and he went to go take a sip of beer as we started to walk and we're like, no, 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 don't let us interrupt you from that. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Do your thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, he was nice enough to take a picture and then he went back to his oh, cold cool. beverage. Um, but you want to talk about Hoosiers, the movie, I right? I do, I do. So yeah. I was, I don't know, doing dishes or cooking or whatever fucking kitchen thing yeah. that I was doing. And I saw Gene Hackman on the screen. Okay. Um, because our, our kitchen and our living room are fairly connected. Sure. And uh, I saw Gene Hackman, and I don't know, Kevin was watching it for a while, and then I saw basketball, and I was like, this must be Hoosiers. Um, and he said something, and I said, well, I've never really seen, I've never actually seen Hoosiers. And his response was, what? <laughs> and I said, Kevin, you kind of forget, like, I don't really like basketball. <laughs> and also, like, I don't like Gene Hackman. I don't know what my problem is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm sure he's lovely. There's something about him that I actually don't like to watch. <laughs> and also, like, Indiana is, like, fine. But, like, I don't know. IU, Hoosiers, it's fine. It's not I mean, an IU movie, though. This is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is not about Indiana this University at all. <laughs> the topic of conversation in our home. He's like, are you fucking serious? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? The, like, Hoosiers. I was like, yeah, yeah, IU, Hoosiers. I get it. It's like, no, no, no. Hoosiers are like, like, Indiana. Right. Hoosiers. It's... I'm like, yes, Indiana University Hoosiers. And we had this whole back and forth. Nice. And I, I realized I knew nothing about the movie <laughs> because it's about a high school team. Yeah, it's a high yeah. school team, yeah. Um, and so he he lit me up hard, and he was just like, absolutely not. You are completely wrong about this. This is not about IU. This is not about whatever. And I'm sure he's very right, and I still have no interest in seeing the movie. <laughs> but I just thought I was you like, would, I You really would appreciate the underdog writing. story, though. It's an underdog story. <laughs> I feel like I come into it with, like, so much, like, oh, <clears throat> what happened there? <clears throat> <clears throat> I come into there we go. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying it out for you guys. I come into it with like so much like unexplainable baggage of like what I thought it you was. have you have preconceived notions that I, it is complete and they're not even notions. They're like um biases for okay. sure. Yeah. I have like so many preconceived biases about like I'm not gonna like this. <laughs> I'm not sure I could even if I tried. It's it's an interesting. It's been a long time since I've actually sat and watched the movie. I feel better all the about way through that, a little bit, but I have seen it. But like, how many times? A handful. Okay. Not as many as like Field of Dreams or Sandlot this or is Mighty what Ducks. I'm saying it's not a formative film for you. You are not absolutely devastated that I've not seen it. But you need to watch it. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll I'll accept that. So I won't accept like. How scandalized you would feel if I'd never seen Sandlot. Oh God. Don't even we couldn't be say friends. such a thing. Yeah, we couldn't be friends. <laughs> That's okay. Hoosiers is not well, that and, and I also think that like Hoosiers isn't so much a kid's movie, whereas Sandlot is a kid's movie. No, it's totally true. You're right. Yeah. So, Hoosiers is obviously a different audience. The state of Indiana, obviously we know is crazy about basketball. Yeah. 
Um, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. <laughs> Indiana, Purdue, Butler, right? Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Um, back when, uh, and I forget exactly what year they changed, but you know how, like, in Illinois high school sports, we have different divisions for size oh, yeah. of school, right? Sure. Um, in basketball, in Indiana, at one time, they put every single high school into the same tournament. You're kidding. Regardless me. of size. So the whole premise of the movie Hoosiers is based on a real story oh. where a small school ends up beating a big school for the state title. Spoiler so I alert. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I saw it and I was like, okay, great. They win. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, the, it wasn't great. The, the same guy who did Hoosiers did Rudy. Also not something I was super moved by. Don't really? tell my husband. Uh, it was fine. Sean Astin seems to be a bit more suited in my mind to a hobbit than to... Yeah, but he was Rudy before he was a hobbit. <laughs> I think he did the hobbit better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right. I, it's interesting. He was also in 24 for part of a season. Uh, and you would know that better than I would. I would. Um, here's, here's an interesting perspective. And I'm not sure how to feel about it personally, and I'm not sure what it says about our culture. It's a real white movie. Which one? Hoosiers? Hoosiers. Oh, well, it's Indiana and, High School Indiana basketball. real white. <laughs> but, like, I, I find it less compelling with the lack of diversity. And I'm, like, I'm curious where that stems from because I'm not particularly diverse in my friend group. I think it's or... um, rural Indiana high school basketball. Yes. That's where it stems from. I, I think you're right. But for me, that's, for some reason, less compelling than maybe And also other... it was the 1980s. All valid. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like arguing that. I'm just saying it's less interesting to me to watch. Okay. And I, I think it's, it's because of the, I think a good thing, the film and TV that I've now kind of grown up on. Yeah. Or like that's been kind of part of my palette over the last however many years. It's more diverse. And I see and like remember the Titans has race as a main component of the movies and things like that. And I look at like a basketball team today has zero resemblance to the basketball team of the Hoosiers. And I'm not saying it's at all historically accurate or inaccurate. Right. It is. It's yeah. absolutely accurate. Right. It just it's less compelling to me. And it's it's weird to me. And I don't really know how to feel about it quite. Sure. But it was interesting. I was like, I do actually feel like that's part of the reason why I find this less compelling. So who knows? The the ten feet analogy though. So like they they get to okay. <laughs> Maybe so, I didn't see that. Part. Well, it's like at the end of the movie, um, they. <laughs> I saw them win. Is that not enough? <laughs> well, okay. So they play in small town Indiana, Correct. right? Yep. Gene Hackman kisses a woman. It's a big deal. <laughs> they go to Indianapolis Hinkle Fieldhouse, Butler University. The rim is the same height at Hinkle Fieldhouse, as it is in Milan, Indiana. Okay. So Gene Hackman is like, it's 10 feet. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And also... I think that's a great life lesson. I think so, too. I agree. And actually, we were in Door County and at the resort, quote-unquote, where we yeah. stay, the little hotel. They put up a basketball hoop over the off-season. Okay. And so now the kids are, like, super excited because next year they're like, we're going to bring a basketball and we're going to shoot. 
And my cousin was like, it's 10 feet tall. Is this 10 feet? And someone was like, Hoosier. <laughs> so there was that reference prior right. to me seeing that part of the film. And uh, I was like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but now it makes a lot of sense. And also, we're trying to select a basketball hoop for our oh, permanently okay. for our yeah. driveway. Kevin is losing his ever-loving mind. How, how so, I, I forget. How severe is the slope on your driveway? Because I Actually, feel like that plays a role. driveway is not bad. Okay, good. The backyard is quite sloped. Yes, it is. But the driveway is pretty pretty good. Um, and one of the things is my driveway growing up, we had a hoop, and mm -hmm. it was cemented in. Right. And my dad done did it, right? He took the big thing, and he dug the big holes. Yep. The same one he used for the deck. Yeah. Used yeah. For that. And then we poured a bunch of cement in and we wrote our initials in it and yeah. whatever. And it's still standing. Yeah. So he did a good job. Um, and that was 30 years ago. Because that's how old I am. <laughs> um, so Kevin grew up with a, with a movable one. Yeah. I, what do you call yeah. them, right? When yeah. They, were, they had sand in the base yeah, yeah. or sand or, or water, water or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what you call them, but that uh, was what he grew up yeah. with. Yeah. Movable. Whatever, portable, yeah. portable, portable, portable. Yeah. And he had a like a weird ass driveway because yes. it curved yeah. and it was strange. Yeah. And so it did make a lot of sense. The only place where the the hoop made sense was a place that didn't make sense to be permanent, right? You wouldn't want that in the middle of like the housescape, right? Um. Whereas like in my house, in my growing up, it was kind of off to the side and whatever. Our driveway was actually perfect for yeah for basketball. And it was, but it was on the garage. It was on the garage. I want to talk about that. But it also was like eight and a half feet. It wasn't 10 feet. Yes. <laughs> a, yes. B, did you have to replace the garage door a lot? Because, um, like, right? If you not miss. Not from basketball. No. So Owen and I would, Owen and I would actually um, put a hockey net oh kind my of God. right underneath the, uh, the Karen, basketball I'm hoop. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, Karen, well, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so we would uh, essentially turn it into a, a hockey, not rink, but um, but we only shot wiffle balls. So it wasn't like we were shooting pucks. All right, well, that's so reasonable, I If guess. there were marks, though, it would it would have been from I keep thinking about hockey yeah, the, balls. the straight up dings, like when the kid that air was, balls. That was more, no, that was more from playing wiffle ball in the backyard and um, when did your or playing catch go up? Oh, God. Do you remember? No, I don't. Okay. So it was like prior there, to your I, real there's, memory. I remember that. home video of when I was three or four. Okay. And the hoop was there. And my uncles were playing basketball in the, in the driveway. So. Okay. So like you learned on that hoop. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that was one of the things where I was like, maybe if they're older and they can shoot better, we're going to be less worried about the garage door. Right. Et cetera. But right. at this age... It feels like a like a permanent hoop on the side would probably be better. At that age, yes, because you can lower it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're thinking about. And Kevin has gone out of his ever-loving mind <laughs> trying to find like the right hoop and yeah. also so they're not um they're not like wavy like they used to be. They're very ninety degree angle. Yeah. Like very professional sure. basketball looking. Right. Um, which is weird to me because ours were always Right, like the right, like, the fan <laughs> shape. Yeah, exactly. Yes. There, it's funny you mentioned that because there are actual rules in the oh. NFHS, the high school basketball rule book, on how you um, treat 
those kinds of backboards You're versus the rectangular me. backboards. Yes. So are rectangulars more prevalent for oh, the 100%. high schools now? Oh, but yeah. there are occasionally yeah. like occasionally in the back gym freshman games you'll still get fan shaped backboards, but it's one out of three hundred. Okay. <laughs> Twenty five oh seven Oak has got a fan shape. Because <laughs> yeah. that shit's been there for thirty years. Right. I think ours was rectangular, but no, it was fan shaped, but it was also wooden. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was also wooden. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we're so we're like we went to Dick's Sporting Goods because like I don't know, that's where we went to like do all the sports. Yeah. And uh and Kevin was looking at these things and I was like, these are so tall. These are so tall. There's no way that this can be something our kids need. Yeah. Turns out 10 feet's pretty tall, but also like these, you know, go up to like 14 feet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Like a a professional net is 14 or something. No, a professional's 10. It's it's always 10. No. Yes. Okay. Hence the Hoosiers thing. Yeah. But no, they can go up. (laughs) They can go up and they do sometimes go up and I don't know why, but they do that for practice. I guess. Sure. If you're raising a Harlem Globetrotter and he wants to set the world record for <laughs> dunking, but go up, Brady. <laughs> anyway, they looked a lot taller than Ted. Yeah. Um, but but also they were rectangular. They were very ninety degrees, yeah. and they were whatever. And glass, I was like, we, glass yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, we don't need this. This is <laughs> way more than we need. It yeah. turns out like that's what people buy now. Yeah. And so all Kevin's really been researching is like installation. Yes. And the installation. It's a service. Yeah. Like, I was, uh, for work, prospecting that kind of service, you know, because they advertise. and Oh, yeah, interesting. That's, okay. I mean, that's what we do is we help people advertise. So it's, it's a legit oh. service that people provide. Is It's not a well-rated service is what we're finding. <laughs> is, like, any complaints about yeah. these particular hoops are about yeah. the install. They're never sure. about the hoop. Well, because it's got to be level, and it's got to be secure, and it's got to be stable, right? Well, think about, like, if you have a big old tree, because we've had a lot of wind lately. Yeah. You have a big old tree that just, like, falls on a neighbor's house. Right. That's real bad. Imagine now it's a steel tree. (laughs) Imagine it's the basketball hoop, and it goes... Yeah. They're probably not close enough to get on a house or anything, but, like... Still, it could potentially do some damage. It's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, if If that's not properly installed but i think right. the bigger thing is the concern about you know being level and just right. like also just kind of like not it's just not being a good experience right you want it to yeah you want it to be a good practice tool if if the kids end up being truly interested in basketball then yes yeah because it's there for a while right like 30 <laughs> years maybe yeah right right <laughs> but even if it's not 30 years it's probably a fairly decent amount of time that's what we're in in Encountering now, mm-hmm. so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I had a couple of other things on the agenda, but I don't <laughs> oh, think we're gonna. You? I don't think we're gonna get there. Time is it? Uh, it's it's nine thirty. We've been going ninety plus minutes here, I, and it's been a while. <laughs> that said, it's been a while since we've podcasted together. So I had a, every expectation that this was gonna go ninety minutes plus, but um, uh, I did want to mention sports wise, um, the Blackhawks are gonna draft Connor Bedard tomorrow night. That's going to be a franchise changing thing. Patrick Kane-ish. Patrick Kane-ish next Ask generation. Is maybe what you said. But I, what I'm curious about is if there's been any talk in your household about a possible Derrick Rose Bowles reunion. Zero talk. Zero talk. You okay. texted me that today and I was like, huh. 
because the, the Knicks cut Derrick Rose. They said, nope. Derrick Rose is 34, 35, mm-hmm. uh, which is hard to fathom, but he is. Um, and has I been through multiple. Him, yeah, well, was, him being like a, holy shit, this guy's younger than us. That was a big deal when we were coming out of college and we were like. We were in college when he was a freshman. Yes. And got drafted. If I remember correctly, it was the summer between junior and senior year for us. Yes. And it was very weird because it was that time where like sports stars are no longer older than you. Right. Yes. And it was like, Which oh, is transcendent in a way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, Derek Rose, I think, and this is my very amateurish opinion because I don't pay that close of attention to the Bulls, but yeah. Um, with Lonzo Ball being out now, supposedly for the entire next season, it may be done for his career. Shocker. Uh, yeah. Uh, Derrick Rose makes a lot of sense in the short term for the Bulls. What we have talked about in my house yeah. over the last month of NBA is simply, my God, we miss Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. And that, and honestly, we've been watching, we were watching the Heat quite a bit mm-hmm. and just talking about like, wow, we really miss Jimmy. Mm-hmm. My God, we miss Jimmy. And that's really just been the talk. Um, the fact that, you know, Rose is available, not part of our conversation. For the Bulls to draft Jimmy Butler where they did, and what he's become, yep. that is a major fuck up by them to let him go. Correct. Yeah. And he was fun to watch. Yeah. Right? He wasn't just like he's go- – he was just – he was fun. He was engaging. Everybody loved him. Yeah. And it's just indicative of some of the poor poor decisions, yeah. I think, is really what it comes yeah. down to. But People are really starting to cool on uh, Karnaschovas as the uh, – the GM answer because yeah, we, we so. dealt with Gar Packs for so long and there's this fresh new guy, Arturis Karnaschovas, but they haven't really gotten anywhere in the last four or five years. So doesn't feel great. No. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think you they're know, in basketball hell. They're seeing, in basketball hell. Seeing the Heat do what they've done or what they had done, um, which was so impressive, um, the way that they made it even to play the Nuggets, it just was like so cool. The Bulls so played them in watch. the play-in tournament, uh-huh. and they made it to the finals. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, the East isn't as strong as the West, but still, I mean. It, it was just like, wow. And every time we saw Jimmy do anything, and also, like, Miami as a basketball market, kind of wasted compared to, you know, the Chicago market is, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's, like, it's not as big, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is kind of a shame that he's not playing for a market that's like. A they had the they had the LeBron Wade Bosch era. Oh. They had Alonzo Mourning before that, so they were kind of relevant. This. What do we need to talk about? Space Jam, the new legacy or generation or whatever it's called. The one that LeBron, LeBron did. LeBron, did you see it? No. My kids made us watch it. Oh no. I know. It was kind of good. No. Okay. I refuse gonna, to believe it. I'm going to preface this by saying I did not see the actual original Space Jam when I was a kid. Okay. I saw it as an adult. Maybe even I had kids by the time I actually saw it. Okay. But like certainly was like dating Kevin and like post college when I yeah. first saw Space Jam. Right. So like fine. It's a good movie. I like it. And I think Michael Jordan's fabulous. Yeah. And I think he does a really good job. And I think it's kind of fun and it's kinda of loony and all those things. Looney Tunes, get it? 
This is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> I like the Looney Tunes. When I was a kid, I watched the Looney Tunes. I'm okay with all of this. Um, the new the new Space Jam does a thing where it's just fucking creative. Okay. In a way that the original wasn't. And it's the same idea of what the Maverick Top Gun was able to do because of Top Gun, which was that Maverick, whatever it's called, Top Gun, the new one that came out last year, yeah, is able to play on all of the emotional leverage. It has all this emotional shit to play on from the first one. Callback. Correct. Right. Goose died. Goose had a son. All of this stuff. It's like it's like gut-wrenching in the newer one. Yeah. You could not have done that in two without one. It's the same thing with Space Jam. It okay. does like this interesting thing where it kind of like plays on this idea of like the tunes as like basketball stars. And, you know, Bugs Bunny's like, never heard this before. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. It's like very cleverly kind of like okay. playing to the original yeah. in a way that's like kind of funny, kind of sweet, and like totally real. It was fascinating. And I'm not saying it was better. Right. But I am saying it was just as good. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop, yeah. I knocked over my water bottle I'm for just, everyone listening. <laughs> I, I can't get behind anything LeBron is involved in. Yeah. So it had an interesting dynamic the first one didn't, which was that LeBron and his on-screen son okay. have very different ideas of what is success. Okay. So LeBron is very like, I'm going to work and work and work and work because that's how I was trained as a kid. And I'm going to do and do and do. And it's basketball and it's this. And it's very much like sort of overbearing parent. Okay. His son, very into computers, into coding. He makes his own video game, which is about basketball, but is not basketball. Okay. And there's an interesting family dynamic. The first one could not possibly have had. Right. The second one is able to have. So the main like intersection, like the 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 main conflict of the second film is that um, LeBron's son is kind of like being quote unquote held hostage by uh like a like a computer, like an AI, okay, uh, a logarithm, yeah, um, who's like kind of convincing him that like the computers are the way to go. It's it's like a very fascinating like it kind of sounds lame when I'm explaining it, which is why I'm not in marketing for films or anything like that. But it's a thing that never happened or could have happened in the first one. Sure. And again, it's that Maverick effect. It's that, like, I couldn't do Maverick if I didn't have Top Gun. Right. And I couldn't do Space Jam 2 if I didn't have Space Jam 1. Huh. Because there's, like, this kind of, we know what's going to happen because we've seen it already. And we're just going to build it and we're going to make it kind of better. Huh. We're going to do a little more. It's very creative and it's really, it's quite wonderful. Maybe one day I'll watch it, but. I'm not saying it's better. It's <laughs> yeah. very different. <laughs> But I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. And okay. I, I will not back down Is there down still from that. a Looney Tunes versus Monstars basketball game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It and wouldn't, be, it wouldn't well. be Space Jam without it. It's done it. really well. well. You know, he recruits yeah. the Looney Tunes. They're not all in one place. They need to be kind of gathered, which is like their own sub-story. Yeah. It's very interesting. And then the Monstars are like NBA stars who have been digitized by this coding to become like these amazing like monster stars. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's again even more another layer of what the monsters were in the first one. Yeah. It's like these are actually NBA people who have been like computer programmed to be better. Huh. It's, it's really fascinating. All so right. as a gamer, yeah. which you are. Yeah. 
and a basketball star or a basketball fan, which star. you are. Sorry, yeah. star, star. No, no, no. Basketball fan, <laughs> yeah. which you are. Right. It's a good Venn diagram. Okay. It's like a nice little It's a 20, 22, 23 Venn diagram. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and I would prefer Jordan over LeBron, obviously. Right. For many, many reasons. He's a decent actor. I'll give him that. LeBron? Yeah. <laughs> He's a decent actor on screen. He's a horrible actor on the court. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. On yeah. this particular film, he's good, and he's surrounded by actual actors, just as yeah. for the most part. For the most part, Michael Jordan was in the original. Um, and I thought Michael Jordan was a good actor. I thought he did a good job as a movie For what star. he was supposed to be, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. I thought LeBron did equal to maybe a slightly better job. Okay. Um, and he's more interacting with these with a kid who's supposed to be his kid. Yeah. And with, uh, with you know, that a little more than just Toon. Also, he gets fully animated at a point. Oh. So it's not like, you know how in the original Michael Jordan's like talking to Toons and you're like, God, green screen. Yeah, right. Yeah. God, that's embarrassing. At some point, like, it's just Toon and Toon. Yeah. Because he well, becomes technology's gotten better and, yeah. Yeah. Animation has gotten better. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Don Cheadle plays the antagonist and he's wonderful. Oh. Don Cheadle, uh, one of my favorites from Ocean's Eleven, that trilogy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it's like a little post Iron Man um, and that kind of feel where he's sort of like a little bit AI um, or like built yeah. up as like a whatever, but he's he's wonderful as well. So nice. I like him a lot. He's great. All right. Anyway. It is, yeah, it's time to wrap. We'll, uh, we'll do this. <laughs> we'll do this again before football season because there's. There will be more conversation to be had. Um, we're like a month away from training camp, if that, um, which is... Is it happening in Arlington Heights? <laughs> we didn't even talk about Arlington I know. Devo. I know we didn't. I, that was on the agenda, which was shocking that we didn't get there. But um, <laughs> maybe by the time that uh, we do this again, the building will be totally gone, which is is sad. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's one of the things that we didn't get to was that Arlington Heights is no longer the singular focus, which... We'll kind of see what happens the rest of the summer, but I'm very curious to know if that's just like a leverage play by the Bears or if it's like, or if they're serious because, I don't know, I think it's the most Bears thing ever if they pay $200 million for a property and don't build on it. I agree, except it's a pretty valuable property regardless. So. It is. It is. So I'm going to um, refrain from making any snide comments. I think the Naperville Bears sound fantastic. It makes sense in my mind. Because you don't want the congestion on nope, no, eight to ten Sundays a year? Me. Because Naperville is like a tiny city. But it's a big city, though. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. That You're saying like host, it's a... Yeah. yeah, okay. It's like a tiny city, but it's like a city. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like a, it's okay. a suburb city. Right. And so I feel like Naperville could easily host that kind of thing. I And I think the Bears could sell the property for... It's a great property. I think people would buy it in chunks or at large. Well, I think if there's if there's uh, potential for horse racing there, I'm all for it. Oh no, we we need to stop that. It's oh done. come on, it's done. You're not a horse racing fan. They're gonna build. They're gonna tear down the grandstand. It's gone. Yeah, but they can rebuild a smaller version. I've heard some rumors. I've heard some rumors. All right, <laughs> we'll talk about them next time. We will. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming over. I wish we could have done this outside, but as we said, blame Canada. <laughs> Uh, until next time, I'm Brady. And I'm Kelsey. And we'll be back.